Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is Charles Atwood, once again bringing you the continuing series Unvarnished with our narrator and knowledgeable procrastinator of information, the Right Reverend Roosevelt Rastus Washington III, who is espousing his strict spiritual constructionist views of the scriptures as written in the book of Genesis. Thank you back, Reverend Washington, and uh, we're good to have you back, uh, I should say, and welcome aboard. Well, thank you very much, Chuck. I'm glad to be back aboard and uh, to bring this chapter or this segment of our strict spiritual constructionist views to a close. I might hasten to add that our open air revival service will be held this Sunday. As has been typically the case, there will be some healings of the six and there will also be the laying on of hands of all those who are suffering from the needless and hateful world of physical pain. Well, thank you very much, Reverend Washington, but uh, let's immediately get on with our uh, next segment. We left off, I believe it was with Esau and Jacob. That's right, Chuck. I'm glad you're keeping up because that tells me exactly where I should kick off. Well, the first thing is, is that we might reflect on the fact that at one point, Jacob was born with his hand wrapped around his brother's ankle, Esau, who I might add was a very hairy young infant at the time, and his nickname was the Grabber at that point. He got another nickname after he got together with his mama, Rebecca, and conspired to keep the fact that he was not really Esau from his daddy so he could steal the last of the birthrights. And with that trick, Esau came in with the food. He said, I'm ready for a birthright. His daddy says, oh, but wait a minute, I just gave it to you. And Esau said, uh, I haven't been around, and uh, therefore, well, they figured out quickly that Jacob had tricked his daddy, gotten the last verse right, and Jacob took off. He got the H out of D, as they like to say, because he knew Esau, being the Neanderthal that he was, was not going to receive this loss very well. Well, that's very interesting. And what did Jacob do as a result? Well, he took off for the hinterlands, and on his way down there, he fell asleep. According to the scriptures, he used uh, some sort of uh, rocks for pillows, and while he was laying there, the very famous story of Jacob's ladder comes to pass. Oh, Jacob's ladder, I've heard of that, but can you uh, expound on it? Absolutely, Chuck, I will expound to say this, that he noticed that there was a ladder going up to heaven in which angels was ascending and descending, and they came down the ladder and promised him that the land which he was sleeping on at the time would actually be his and his ancestors for many years to come. And that he was going to be God's chosen one to carry on the lineage to our good Lord Jesus Christ. And as soon as Jacob heard that, he said, that's a good deal. But, uh, you know, uh, when's that going to happen? You know, my father's been waiting for a long time, and I've been waiting for a long time, and his daddy's been waiting for a long time. And uh, they said, well, it's going to happen soon enough. And at the uh, top of the Jacob's ladder or stairs was called uh, was to the Lord himself. And he was issuing these blessings. And uh, when Jacob woke up, he said, uh, the good Lord lives here, and I am incumbent on his promises. 